Hello, everyone. Chad Franz, and welcome to the Kingdom Finance Show. I'm glad you're here. On today's podcast, this is going to be part two of a series I did sitting down with my business partner and friend, Billy Efferhart. And we uh, sat down, turned on the microphones, and really started talking about our personal opinions on the economy for the U.S. and globally, and also where we're looking to invest our own money this year. And again, I hope you enjoy it. This is part two of our economic outlook with Billy Epperhart and myself. I hope you enjoy. Take care. So how do you feel? I know you've talked on some other uh, episode, some other podcasts recently on on real estate, but for those specifically investing in real estate, not not for primary residents, but how would you uh, approach that um, as far as buying real estate with the interest rate outlook for investment purposes? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I think, you know, we really hit the peak end of 21, of course, going into basically the summer of 22 is when we hit these mega prices for real estate where houses were were uh, were jumping in price 40%. We had some markets that, you know, it's crazy, but in several years had gone up 80% percent that kind of thing some mm-hmm. you know very uh some even higher but i think the what what's happened now is that through 20 at the end of 22 coming all the way through 22 we saw a dip in uh number one we saw a dip in sales at all period in the story then because of that we saw prices coming down and i think where the real estate market has been kind of unusual is that there are people that are sitting on these 30-year mortgages, mortgages that they got in the low rent interest rate environment we were in that are still at, you know, 2.75% to 4%, and they're not letting go of those homes. So the inventory has not been in the market, right? It's just mm-hmm. not there. So what does that mean? Well, what that means, I think, in 24, we're we're not going to get any we're not going to get any relief on mortgage prices. Uh, mortgage rates on 30 years, like coming down, coming down at a level that I think some people think. So here's what that means. Mm -hmm. That means that prices of the homes themselves, I think will continue Mm -hmm. to soften. That means they'll continue to go down and that it may not be drastic, like, you know, crazy, but it's going to get softer and you'll be able to find how a house, if you look, so especially for first time home buyers, you asked me about investors, first time home buyers could look right now and if they had didn't, especially for very first time home buyers, uh, you know, like we had somebody here in the office, we're sitting in that I helped with a home and they were able to buy a brand new home from a builder who also owned the mortgage company and they locked in right now. Yeah. Down the well, yeah, and they yeah. didn't buy it down. The yeah. builder did. The builder bought it down. No, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. the so the so builder, they can move the move their inventory. Oh yeah. man, you got it. And so they got a four point nine nine percent thirty year locked in. It's not you know it doesn't adjust in in mm-hmm. three years or five years or seven years. It's a thirty year locked in mortgage. So from that perspective, uh, what I tell people if you want to look for something personally to buy, you might be able to find a, have a little bit more selection and a little bit more time to select than you would in the frothy market we were in. Now, when it comes to investors, what I would say, the same principle is true. The difference is, in this case, you're going to have, and what I'm, let me go back to the 4.99. Mm-hmm. What I would say to those is that if you will wait, 
a year, uh, two years or so, you'll be able to refi, I think, into lower rates at that time. So it's the same thing for investors. So right now, there might be a little more inventory that's coming on the market in 2024. You'll have a little bit uh, more of an opportunity to select something that's out there. I don't think it's going to be frothy, obviously. You're going to have a chance to make a deal. Then you, as an investor, as long as you don't break your investment principles that we teach on what you should have for your returns, your returns when you're able to refi what's going on. So you're going to be able to do the same thing and refi. So if you want to start looking, there there are there are things out there. Most of them, always remember, for, for the investors listening, the most important thing you as you look and scan through properties, it's the situation of the seller. That's number one. Why is the seller selling? What's causing them to sell? Because you're trying to look to get a deal. Then the second thing is really the condition of the property. And so right now, to make good deals, sometimes you have to find both. You have to find where the, the seller is motivated to sell for whatever the reason. And then the second reason is, is that if you, you know, if you find something that needs work, most people don't want to do the real work on a property to be able to, to purchase it. Now, the, some of the real investors right now are doing what we call the subject to mortgages yes. that are out there. And what they're doing is they're getting these, uh, these low mortgages and the, those low 30 year mortgages. Maybe they have, you know, 25 years left, for example, on 30 year low interest. And then typically the way those sell is that then that seller would carry some kind of second mortgage to get their equity out. And then you've got to bring some down payment to the table. And that's where those subject twos. Now we can get into subject twos in a lot of detail, but right now that those are some deals that are out there as well because you have yeah. buyers that are wanting to sell. Yeah, that'd be a whole separate episode. No, that is for a sure. Step. Yeah, and that's, exactly. a, that's a good way to do it. I mean, you can really get investment property for zero down or little that's down. That's correct. Um, and then you're you're assuming assuming those lower lower rate mortgages, and then you know a seller if if properly motivated will be happy to carry absolutely you know, some of that. You're not going right, and honestly, it's it it can be an advantage to them uh, even more so than just mm-hmm. selling so mm-hmm. outright. Yeah, let's let's transition uh, kind of for the last part of the show about some of the asset classes we like, and then we kind of painted a. A, a doom and gloom picture at the beginning, but you know, there's a lot of asset classes that we we are both personally investing in, as well as through uh, Wealth Builders Investments. Um, and also want to um, encourage you uh, visit us online, wealthbuilders.net forward slash invest, and we want to give you uh, our Pro Values Index that we've updated for 2024, and then also give you the opportunity for a one-on-one consultation with myself and, and the team. Uh, that's wealthbuilders.net forward slash invest. So check that out. Get the free pro values download, uh, which we're going to talk about here. And then if you want to set up a one-on-one consult to get specific advice, we'll be happy to do that. So Billy, um, what are some of the asset classes that that you like right now when you look at the landscape? Well, you know, when we talked earlier in the podcast, we were talking about the you know value uh stocks you know paying dividends and and uh and then of course we talked about the private equity uh for those you know private equity just so we're clear when i'm bringing that up that's more for your credited investors Mm -hmm. uh so not just any investor could necessarily get exposed to that class but many large family offices and 
and larger high net worth people, you know, they invest in private equity because it's really a to- totally different exposure mm-hmm. uh, to you for where your money is. And then those those sharp, uh, you know, I mean, one of the things I want to say right here about when we talk about the type of investment mm-hmm. right now, those short term bonds and even the CDs that are in that six to nine month range mm-hmm. of what they're paying. If you look at that, I just want to mention this because we haven't talked about it. Our yield curves are still inverted. So Mm -hmm. the two year, for example, the 90 day, Mm -hmm. right? The 90 day Mm -hmm. is actually, it's paying more than the 10 year treasury bond. So when you start looking at stuff like that, especially the six month, that are that the that the yield curves are still inverted, and so that what that people go well. What does all that mean? Well, what it means is is that the, the economy is as much as they want to say on the political side that the economy is normal. Anytime you have those inverted yield curves like that, you're dealing with issues that mm-hmm. uh, that are that are telling you that the economy is not fundamentally sound. That's mm-hmm. what it's telling you. And so right now we're we're still in those. Environment. So I think those three things that we talked about, those are good places. Then if you really want to uh, even diversify some more, you know, having some kind of real estate exposure, I think is important and is good. You have to be smart about it, you know, whether you're doing it individually buying or even if you're investing in REITs, a real estate investment mm-hmm. trust, you still have to be smart about it. And then I think if you want to be flat out defensive, just be defensive, mm-hmm. the gold and silver type uh the precious metal uh, commodity type investments are real smart. And I think having very candidly, I think having some exposure to just commodities in general right now is smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so of course there, there is an inflation aspect to that to where, where commodities do real well in an inflationary environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a lot. Let's, let's kind of unpack some of those on the fixed income side. We have a lot of investors at, at WBI who just want to keep their powder dry, mm-hmm. as we say from Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to be looking for opportunities, whether it's in real estate or in the stock market or otherwise. And um, A, they want to invest in a place that supports their values, that's right. anti-woke, as we call it, right? Um, and not have it with the the chase and B of A's of the world and, and so forth. Um, but the, the six-month uh, treasury bond right now is 5.28%, mm-hmm. to your point. Now, if you go out to a five-year, you're only earning 4.1%. Mm-hmm. So just to put figures to what you're saying, Billy, we've had a lot of success with people who say, hey, this is more defensive. It's it's going to be for a future investment or, or or something, but easily getting that guaranteed 5% through FDIC-insured CDs, U.S. government bonds, um, right around that 5 to 5 5.25%. I mean, that's there's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing um, at all. And, you know, we, we want to hit the home run sometime and, and go, you know, buy NVIDIA when it's 200 or or go buy a piece of real estate that's 20% of the market. But uh, there's nothing wrong with just parking it in those places. We've had a lot of folks who have moved their money out of the woke banks to WBI out of principle. Right. Uh, just like, I do not want that want money. money and, and, the, and we're talking... If you're a business owner, if you run a ministry, you run a church, we're not just talking about individuals. We are, but it's much more. Absolutely. A lot of our listeners have been given great places of authority and management over churches, 501c3s, corporations, and making decisions with those dollars is um, 
sometimes higher stakes because you're dealing with with bigger dollars and bigger budgets and and how to do that. So I love that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the value stocks you mentioned at the beginning of the show. The P ratio very high for a lot of these tech companies. That's where a lot of the the money from overseas is coming. Uh, when we say value stocks, what is it? What what should listeners understand of what that is? Well, well, basically, you know, there's there's a a principle of, or there's an accounting term. Really, it's an accounting term which is book value of a stock. And what that simply means is is it's the actual value of the company. If you were to take it and sell the assets that are on the balance sheet, what then would that company be worth? Mm -hmm. Right. And so sometimes there's, you know, there's an asset on the balance sheet called goodwill. So there, mm -hmm. which really represents the brand of a company. So sometimes that's worth, that's worth something. But the flip side is, is just, you know, what, what, what is the company invested in? You know, if you were to liquidate everything, what it's, you know, what's it worth? If you take a Warren Buffett approach to that, you know, basically they're, you know, he's looking at book value and there are some companies value, good value companies that are actually selling for considerably less than book value. You know, when you actually see that. Mm -hmm. And so that's one way. The other way, of course, is just what are they paying? In other words, what kind of earnings do they have uh, based on their sales or based on other ratios that you would use? And they're more conservative. Like, you know, for example, if you look at what would happen, if you go back to the Internet bubble, right? We we had some we had many companies in the day of the Internet bubble that were that were selling for you can't even say yeah. they were selling for 10 times earnings or 50 mm. times earnings because they had no earnings. They didn't have it. Right. <laughs> I mean, and they had no assets on the book. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, they were burning cash mm -hmm. all the time. They were raising from an equity standpoint. And of course, many of those companies went out. So there, uh, you may have a little better definition than I've given, but just mean like if that. you're, you yeah. know, if you're if you're looking at a value, a value, what we call a value company, as opposed to say just a growth company, mm -hmm. then the other piece that makes that important is looking at, at what their record is for declaring dividends, mm -hmm. because really. The 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 dividend that's paid is not based on the value of whether the stock went up or down. Mm -hmm. The value of the dividend is paid on whatever the company declares per share that you own in that company. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I think right now you've got you've got some really good companies that are out there. Now, some of them admittedly are woke, mm -hmm. uh, some of those companies. Mm -hmm. But I think, Chad, you've done a tremendous job of mm -hmm. looking into some of the value the value type stocks that are paying dividends that are not woke and they've been yeah. paying dividends for a long time. Yeah. And we have a, what we call a rising dividend strategy that we put together internally. Uh, and on that pro values index, we're, we'll tell you some of the companies. Uh, there's some great companies like Halliburton, Oxy, Tractor Supply, Caterpillar um, that are value companies from um, the fundamental sense but they're also companies that we would consider pro-values um, that are not violating biblical principles, which is really one of our, our first screens um, on that. So the rising dividend model, we're trying to pick companies, maybe 30 to 50 companies that are public, that they run their company in a way that does not violate biblical principles, First, Second Amendment rights, but also that they do pay dividends. Yeah. Right. And absolutely. so and have and have, have been for um, you know, there's the whole aristocrat model, mm -hmm. right? Where we call it dividend aristocrats. So we've taken some of that 
And we want to find companies that, A, do not violate uh, our biblical values. And second, that they have a history track record, 20, 30 years or more of consistently raising their dividend to their shareholders, which really feeds into your teaching. One of my favorite concepts is the triple X of creating passive income. Right. And so that's a key part. You know, we work with a lot of people who are investors in real estate, but they want to diversify around the real estate to do things that will pay dividends distribution. So this is a great one. We call it the rising dividend strategy. If you want to learn more, um, just reach out to us um, on that. So this has been really good. I hope uh, hope this has been insightful just for Billy and I to share with you where we see the markets and some of our favorite asset classes. Um, Anything else you want to share um, before we wrap up? Yeah, I just say, you know, the, the, the greatest times of wealth transfer are in some of these uncertain times that we're in. And so I just want to encourage those that are there that God's got this. Don't let, you know, Second uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, God's not given us a spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. And there is hope and there is opportunity. And so we just, we, we need to be aware of the circumstances that we face, but we, you know, the Bible says in Romans chapter four that in the end, I think it's the NIV, it says Abraham faced the fact that his body was dead. And it uses the phrase, he faced the fact. So you have to face the fact of where we are Mm -hmm. in the economy. So we try to bring that to you, but we don't want that to replace the hope that there is hope uh, for for, uh, the favor of God and the blessing of God on your life and your investments and all that you set your hand to do. So I just want to say that, but we want to educate, right, and inform here so that we're able to face the facts. Yeah. No, that's great. And I'll just share, you know, I talk a lot about the Solomon strategy, but a lot of that comes from Ecclesiastes 11, verse Mm -hmm. 2, where where Solomon, who, you know, we have to remember in those days was worth more than the five richest people in the world today. Yeah. Today, yeah, you know, so whatever that inflation adjusted number <laughs> is, but you can That's take amazing. you you can take you know Buffett and Bezos and Musk and all of them, yeah, roll them into one, and they they still didn't match uh, the the net worth that God gave Solomon. But he said in Ecclesiastes eleven two, you know, invest in seven or eight different ventures, for you know not what will come upon the land. So he said, and so we call that asset allocation but it's it's godly wisdom of how to steward resources so whether you're a business owner you're running a ministry or you're just taking care of your own personal retirement college long-term wealth accumulation i think having a comprehensive plan where you know uh maybe you're you have a business and you have real estate you have some gold it's not just pick one and and see you know how well it'll do you're going to do the best by having a uh, a combination, you know, five, six, seven different different strategies. So, just want to encourage folks with that. Um, again, check us out online if you want to learn more about how you can create a kingdom financial plan through Wealth Builders Investments. You can connect with us online, wealthbuilders.net forward slash invest. We've got our top thirty companies to promote and our top 30 companies to boycott. We want to give you that list. We call it the Pro Values Index. We just updated it at the end of 2023. So please go and grab that resource, share it with your friends and family. We want you to uh, spend, but also invest your money with biblical values on that. Uh, When you get that download, you'll have an opportunity to schedule a phone consult with myself or my team, and we'll be happy to connect with you one-on-one.
Well, this has been a great opportunity, Billy. I appreciate you coming on the Kingdom Finance Show. Uh, and thank you, listeners. Please subscribe, like the show, pass it along to others who are kingdom-minded with how they manage resources. Any other thoughts, Billy? No, I just uh, I, I just want to encourage I want to encourage people listening to continue to listen to the podcast here and uh, follow the advice that you're giving and we're giving uh, and others that you'll have on. And, and uh, I believe it'll be a real value to their life. Great. Well, Billy, thank you again for coming on the show. And we will see you next time on the Kingdom Finance Show. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Kingdom Finance Show. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really helps to get the word out. For more resources on becoming a kingdom investor and to connect with us directly, visit our website at wealthbuilders.net. That's wealthbuilders.net. We'll see you next time on the Kingdom Finance Show. The content provided is for educational purposes only. We encourage you to seek personalized investment advice from your financial professional. For all tax and legal advice, please consult your CPA or attorney. Investment advisory services are offered through Authentic Counsel, a registered investment advisor. Securities are offered through Cabin Securities, a registered broker-dealer. The content of this podcast does not constitute an offer of securities. Offerings can only be made through an offering memorandum, and you should carefully examine risk factors and other information contained in the memorandum.